With me is my wife, Michelle Moss, and this is Voyager's Cast, a Headcast Network 20-episode maxi-series podcast where we look at the greatest time travel show of the early 80s, Voyagers. Join us on this monthly expedition through time where we several of my podcasting friends and fellow Voyagers. Each month we look at an episode of Voyagers and give you our thoughts. Let's take a look and see where we're landing this time. And welcome to Voyager's Cast, episode 18. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Brotherhead Moss. And as usual, joining me is my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hello. And today we're here to talk about, well, episode 18 of Voyager's. Uh, this episode is entitled All Fall Down, and it originally aired March the 27th, 1983. Uh, the synopsis from Wikipedia on June 21st, 1938, in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, the Voyager see Joe Lewis training for a boxing match. When Bog knocks down Lewis in a practice bout, he decides to quit boxing. Fearing the coach will hurt Bog, Jeff time-leaps him to an airplane over Nevada in February of 1970. There, an aircraft hijacker releases a gas which knocks everyone out except for Jeff. An air traffic controller then helps him land the Boeing 747 with future president Jimmy Carter on board. Back in 1938, they convinced Lewis not to listen to the claims of racial superiority about his opponent, Max Schmeling. Bog and Jeff help train Lewis, and on June the 22nd, Lewis wins against Schmeling and retains his title of Heavyweight Champion of the World. And that's all fall down. So, Michelle. Are you, you said everything we can be done now. Okay, so thank you for joining us for this episode of Voyager's Go. <laughs> so as you might be able to tell, Michelle wasn't very impressed with this episode. No. Uh, did you want to talk about it or you just want to I'll let you start. And... No, well, I would rather ignore it. It was, to me, probably, and I was complaining about a couple other episodes, but I'd rather watch those than this one. <laughs> so, and I was thinking when we were watching it, I thought we only had one left. And I was like, man... No wonder why they canceled the show, because it was pretty rough. But why don't you talk about it for a well, little bit, and I'll kind of Two more episodes Jack. after this. Well, two more, yeah, two more episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. So we're not quite done yet. But, okay, so are you familiar with Joe Lewis? Nope. Uh, are you familiar with boxing? Nope. <laughs> and see, that may be part of the problem why you didn't like it. I take it. that back. I subbed for a fourth grade class this past week. And we read an article about Muhammad Ali. Oh, well, there you go. And it was really interesting because I actually learned quite a bit about Muhammad Ali. And See, too bad it wasn't on Joe Lewis. I wish it was on Muhammad Ali. <laughs> so not that I know about boxing, but I know about Muhammad Ali, which was great. So and that may be part of why you didn't. You're not. You're not a boxing fan. You're not. You don't know who Joe Lewis is. And when we were watching this, she didn't realize that Joe Lewis or Max Schmeling were actually real, real life people. humans. Yep. So yeah, no, they, they were actually real life people. 
And it's good um, to know. The end. <laughs> so, uh, as we're watching this, I mean, you got some questions about Bog. Bog said that he was, he knew Joe Lewis. In fact, he was very enthusiastic about meeting Joe Lewis. I thought that was interesting. That, yeah, I, mean, I that, go ahead. Sorry. That's uh, fine. It's just, I mean, he, he's been very, who's that? What's this? What? Well, was I don't, it I don't, Bog that was excited or was it Jeffrey? They both were, but Bog was, for Bog for being the one that never knows anything. <laughs> True. He, 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 he knew Joe Lewis, the greatest, you know, heavyweight boxer of the world. He, he was a big Joe Lewis fan. Well, it's because he said he was in a boxing club at school. Right. Or, you know, he didn't say at school. I claimed it to be at school because... Yeah, he said he was in a boxing club and you asked, pirates have boxing clubs? <laughs> yeah, anyway. you know, except for the clothing, they really don't play the pirate card in this whole show. They really don't play the pirate card. Yeah, no, and card. that's one thing that, while I'm enjoying it, and I enjoy it the first time, that's one thing it's lacking. Like we talked about a year ago. <laughs> Uh, one of her was when we talked about the, the, the pirate episode, uh, old hickory and the pirate back in episode eight. Man, that feels like forever ago. ago. Two episodes ago. And with our delays, yeah, it's been about a year ago Jeez. or more. Uh, they had a pirate episode and they, they had a great chance to Build do something it? more with bog that they kind of neglected. Yep. It was a history show without history of the characters. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's one failing of the show uh i don't want anything really bad about the show because i enjoyed it and i still enjoy it well i enjoy it too but i'll on it all i want but yeah i mean besides not explaining how time is fractured or or why they're having to fix things yeah they, they for being like you said for being a pirate he doesn't really talk or sound or act like a pirate jeffrey acts more like a kid Every episode, but I'm just a kid, but I'm just a kid. Oh my God, I'm just a kid. Then Bog does being a pirate. Though in the show's defense, Bog's defense, he, I don't know how long ago he was a pirate. He was a pirate originally, and then he got picked up to become a Voyager. So he went to the Voyager school. So that, that may have, have beaten some of the pirate out of him, if you will, maybe. You can take the pirate out of a boat, but you can't take the boat out of the pirate. <laughs> I'm not quite sure out right. But you know I'm where I was. I'm not quite sure if that went where you were going with it. <laughs> my brain took a nosedive. Halfway through, I knew uh, my boat was sinking. My ship was sinking. Uh, your pirate was sinking? My ship was sinking. But no, I, I did like, you know, the fact that they came and met Joe Lewis and the Bog actually knew who he was for once. Instead of Jeffrey having to explain everything, Bog actually knew of Joe Lewis. So I thought that was a refreshing change of pace for, for Bog. I guess. And I like how, you know, they, they see that Joe Lewis is, is kind of depressed, kind of ready to throw in the towel. And they're like, well, you know, what if I, you know, Bog gets in there and, and does some, you know, sparring with them and, and loses and builds his confidence up. And he gets that lucky punch in, which knocks Joe Lewis down. And Joe Lewis is like, oh, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> um, I, I, I think we have to point out that it's very interesting, this episode, though, because... This episode, especially this episode, would not be aired nowadays. Because even though it it, it felt very walking a fine line as far as all the racial stuff to me. You know, like, oh, well, how would you... Uh, you'd be fine, but, you know, you wouldn't want a white guy to beat you. I don't know. It just... I, 
I don't know. I, 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 don't I was uneasy it, with that. That's that's the way it was at the times, though. I know, but I'm just I don't know. I don't think that that's how it could have it was gonna it could be written nowadays. I I, I don't know. I. I... <sighs> I don't know. I like to have a little more faith in mankind than I guess. Um, I, you, Mister Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Most I, I, times. I I think that it could be done. Okay. Hopefully better. <laughs> Again, I, I didn't dislike it like you did, but I, I think it could have been done a little better. Way better. And then when when for when I first thought when they came walking up, I had to look and see how many white guys were in the camp because I'm like, yeah, two white guys walking up to a black boxing camp back in when was this 1938? I don't know how well that would have went over, but there was it looked like there was another white guy and a Hispanic guy in the the crew, so it wasn't quite that bad. So that was one of my first thoughts was uh, 1938, a couple white strangers walking up to a black boxing camp. Mm, someone's gonna get punched out. That was the whole point of the camp. But uh, but, but yeah, then so after he knocks down Joe Lewis, a couple of the guys that works with Joe Lewis was basically gonna beat the crap out of Bog, and so Jeff time jumps them, and they land in an airplane. Oh my goodness! The worthless episode known to man. I enjoyed it. I think I really. I think I would have enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more as a 12, 13 year old kid. But I enjoyed. Well, it. yeah, because every 12, 13 year old kid could put themselves in the shoes of a little kid who gets to land an airplane because their pilot is. I wouldn't say inebriated. <laughs> down for the count. But. And yeah, this further proves, I guess, that the whistling sound we hear is not them actually falling, but I, I'm sure it's a portal that's opening up or something because they didn't fall that far in the airplane, but we still had that. I think it's just done for show. I, I don't, well, it is, but I don't even think if you were in, the, if you were with Jeffrey and Bog, I don't think you would have heard the whistling. I think the whistling is just to show the us. audience that they're falling. Probably. Because again, last episode when they landed in the uh, the courtroom, which was the TV set, no one seemed to hear it. Right. And no one seemed to hear a weird noise in the plane. So yeah, possibly. I never really thought about it that way. I just assumed it was there and... No, I think it's just for the audience to go, hey, stupid, they're falling. Just kind of a if shortcut. If you don't know. A shortcut showing that they're jumping in. Yep. Hmm. But kind yeah, of like so. Wayne's World when it goes. <laughs> but they actually did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they're in an airplane that's being hijacked. Uh, a guy uses, actually releases a knockout gas, which knocks everybody out except for Jeff. And the air traffic controller helps them land the Boeing 747. Now, I will say... There was clever writing in that only because the guy, the bad guy was telling Jeffrey, oh, yeah, like the oxygen's different. Like they laid it out well for Jeffrey, right. for Jeffrey to have the knowledge he needed in order for the story to progress. So the writing in it was mm, creative at best. But I had a couple questions for one. When everybody was out cold. Right. And Jeffrey's, you know, but I'm just a kid. I can't land the plane. Could he have? And I asked you this there, but I'm going to pose it here or pose it here because I find it an interesting question. Could Jeffrey have somehow 
had it to where every person touched. So, you know, there was people, maybe there was, I know it's impossible because there was, you know, dead weight and he's a kid and he can't move anything. But what if they were just where they could be connected in every which way? Loose. And he grabbed the Omni and Omni themselves out of that situation. I, again, possibly, like we talked about, I, I don't know if there's a, uh, a limit to how Sorry. many people the, the <laughs> Omni can take with them. You've, you've maxed out your weight limit. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if, if there is a limit to how, you know, many how? people they can take through time. Through the Phantom Zone? Through the Phantom Zone, or it'd be an interesting experiment, I guess. Then we could do, because it was during the 80s, the Pepsi, or I think it was Pepsi, that if I could give the world, if Coke. I could get the world to sing. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I'd like to teach the world to sing, sing with me. It was Coke. Coke. And they're all holding hands. Can you imagine at the end, like, Boggs with the Omni and they all zoop, across the United <sighs> States? <laughs> uh. That would be funny. And then my my other question with that whole, the Omni and them leaping through time, I guess, or Omniing through time, couldn't he have just kind of done, like, what Barry Allen does, which is, you know, Omni himself and touch somebody and take him somewhere else and come back and Omni himself because it's a matter of, you know, a, a blink of an eye. So I feel like, and then they even asked him when he was flying the plane, are you still awake? Or I don't know. I just thought. Well, I, I, that whole, are you still awake? was just kind of like a humorous moment to try to calm him. Calm. Yeah. Calm his nerves. And so he didn't get too wound up. Yeah. Nervous. Yeah. I don't think it was actually intended to be, I don't know. I thought maybe they were just kind of waiting for them to get to the to the destination. There was nothing for him to do, so he's just kind of chill. But yeah, I don't know if he. I don't know if he could have taken that many. I mean, again, it's it's fiction. So I mean, if the writers wanted to, they could have, and that could have made for an interesting resolution to the story. But Jeffrey didn't think of it, so it didn't happen. Because I'm smarter than Jeffrey. Yes, you really. are smarter than a twelve year old. No. Are you proud of yourself? No. <laughs> I'm smarter than the writers. Well, again, they were writing a 12-year-old that was, you know, in a, a dangerous situation. I don't know if many 12-year-olds would think of that. Or writers. And I don't know if, if, or maybe the Omni wouldn't hold that many people. We don't know. And I wonder how the Omni keeps a charge. Like, or is it like battery operated or... Do you, you have to plug it into a USB port and charge uh, it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have to. I think it automatically charges itself or it, it's magic. Or it doesn't need to be charged. You know, it's either, like I said, self-charging. Or maybe it, it gets charged when it goes through time. It's time-powered. Yeah. And when they're leaping through time, that's charging it. But those are all my questions, and that's all I have to say about the show. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a five-minute show. But yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed the hijacking of the plane. 
You uh, enjoyed the hijacking of the yes. plane. That um, sounds ominous. Well, I plan on doing that one of these days. I mean, uh, but and again, the Wikipedia mentions Jimmy Carter. We do see Jimmy Carter, but they don't mention his name when they get finally get the plane landed. They're you know box talking. Well, maybe you know everyone's important. You know, da, da 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 da. There's all these passengers on here, or maybe there's someone we didn't realize is on the plane. And by that time, Jimmy Carter, Jar- Jimmy Carter comes walking off the plane, and Jeffrey's like, what? Uh, "Never mind." <laughs> He's like, "What? Who's that?" So, yeah, he knows who Joe Lewis is, but he doesn't know who Jimmy Carter is, the peanut farmer. <laughs> but you know, I, I did like that subtle reference to Jimmy Carter. No, was, um, all right. And again, this is one of those episodes where you kind of, in quotes, complained last week or last episode about it, that the two don't really tie into one another. Again, they don't. The, the boxing and the right. the plane don't tie into each other. Uh, the Jimmy Carter in this, I think, kind of harkens back to their brief little two-minute leaps, like Benjamin Franklin flying the kite, just to throw him in there. Because again, this main section was mainly just about the the hijacking of the plane and Jeffrey landing it. You know what's funny is when we were watching it, there's a guy who was in the cabin and he had glasses on. He looked really nerdy. Right. And I thought, wouldn't that be funny if that was Bill Gates? (laughs) But Bill Gates would have been like, you know, a young kid in college at that point or a dropout in college, (laughs) out of college. But Something around those way, around that time frame. So I don't I'm know. I'm curious of looking it up. Uh, Bill Gates was born in 1955. So 55, 65, 75. Yeah, he would have been 15, if my math's right. So yeah, it so. couldn't have been him. But it just, it was just one of those things where the guy kind of looked kind of Bill Gatesy right. to me. And so I was like, wouldn't that be funny if like the reason why they're saving this is because Bill Gates is on that flight. Nope, it was a president. After the end, I was like, oh, nope, it's a president. Too funny. Well, not quite a president yet, but soon to be well, president. <laughs> good, en- good enough. But, yeah, see, I, 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 you, you seem to be bored during the whole hijacking sequence. Yeah. I, on the other hand, like I said, I, I liked it. I thought it was an interesting... Again, we've seen it done hundreds of times before. The crew gets knocked out, and the person that doesn't know what the hell they're doing has to land the plane. I mean, they didn't. Well, he knows what he's doing, but they kind of did that in Airplane and a bunch of other shows and movies and things that have done the similar concept. But in, again, their defense, this was back in 1982 or 83, so it wasn't quite as done as it is now. But uh, they land the plane, and then they go back to 1938, and they talk Joe Lewis into... And this is where you were talking about earlier about the, the claims of racial superiority where, you know, you're not sure if this would fly today or not. Right. And I do like that he's, Jeffrey's like, you know, mentioned to them about they need to do a Rocky. And they're like, Rocky? Who's that? What, what's a rock? What are you talking about? A Rocky Balboa. <laughs> and he's like, Balboa? What was he? I mean, there was some other comment they made when they were like trying to figure out what they're talking about and, you know, who, who's Rocky Balboa? But basically, as you said, you know, this was the 80s. So, of course, they had to have a training montage set to popular music. Well, this wasn't really set yep. to popular music, but it Just was set to music. music. Yeah. It was set to music. Yep. It was an 80s montage for sure. But And, and I'm sure it wasn't set to popular music because they probably didn't have the budget. This one did seem pretty low budget. Well, I said they've only got a couple episodes left. They're, they're nearing the end of the run. So, yeah, they're, they're probably... 
running lower on funds, I would, I, I would, if I, you know, I would imagine. So no real thoughts on the whole training montage, the Rocky. Um, of course, you know, now they're putting bog, well, not now they're putting bog with the no shirt, but it was just, I don't know. I was done with the episode before it even started, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah, you weren't too impressed with this one. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite episode, but I I enjoyed Of course, I didn't... Yes, several episodes had problems, but I don't know if I really disliked any of the episodes. But that's just me. Congratulations. So I was looking up online, and I'd mentioned to you earlier that apparently Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling actually became friends... And apparently it seems Max Melling paid for part of Joe Lewis's funeral expenses, which I thought was pretty interesting. Again, nothing really to do with the episode other than the two people are in it, but I do like the fact that they were able to become friends after this, and they were close enough that, you know, I say, you know, Schmeling chipped in to help bury Lewis when he died. I thought that was a nice, thought that was touching. It's a very kind gesture for yes. sure. But again, like I enjoyed it. There wasn't a whole lot to say about it. It was a good episode. It just wasn't fantastic. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it seems like you want to be done with this. So this is going to be a short episode this time, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know Michelle's what else to say. Michelle's not happy with this one. She she wants this one to fall down the rabbit hole. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I knew what to say. No, that's fine. Like I say, if you don't like it, you don't like it. So, I mean, that's it is what it is. And I don't think people want to sit there and just listen to me gripe and moan about it. Oh, so. Maybe they do. Do you guys want to hear a bitch and moan about it? No. Let me know. But I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Voyager's Cast. Yes. Uh, Michelle. Yes. Anything you want to ask? Yeah. So please take your Omni out and let's get the hell out of Dodge and see where we're going. Green light. Oh, you mentioned Dodge. It's funny. Got nothing to do with next episode. Okay. Um, um, are you familiar with uh, Dwight Eisenhower? Yes, he's a prince, a principal. He's yes, a he's president. a principal high school. Yes. And are you familiar with Alexander Graham Bell? Yes. Well, then, do you like Alexander Graham Bell? I, I in the whole telephone thing. I'm glad he invented it. <laughs> well, apparently, we'll find out next week. So was Eisenhower. Cool. If you want to learn more about the Wright brothers, Eddie Rickenbacker, and the early days of flying, take a voyage to your nearest public library. It's all in books. Thank you for listening. This has been Voyager's Cast, a proud member of the hit cast network family of shows. All copyrights belong to respective owners, and no copyright infringement is intended or implied. We're just a huge fan of time travel shows, and Voyagers in particular. Be sure to join us monthly as we watch where Phineas and Jeffrey land next. And if you enjoy this show, check out the other shows on the hit cast network. The first week of the month, we have Head Speaks and the Starbright Project. Head Speaks is where I talk about comic books, TVs, movies, books, anything geeky. The Star Bright Project is where Michelle and I look at another great time travel series, Quantum Leap, and then we'll talk about it. The second week of the month brings you G.I. Joe, a real American headcast, and this show, Voyager's Cast. Over on my G.I. Joe show, we look at the G.I. Joe comics and cartoons from the late 80s. The third week of the month, we drop both Task Force X and Retrospect to the 80s. Task Force X is a show that looks at the Suicide Squad and Checkmate books from the late 80s. Retrospect to the 80s, surprisingly enough, is a show where Michelle and I, and possibly some guests, look back at what we think is the greatest decade there was, the 80s. Finally, the fourth week of the month, I release the Starman, Manhunter Adventure Hour, and Bravo Team. 
Starman Manhunter is a show where I look at the Will Payton Starman and the Mark Shaw Manhunter books, both from the late 80s. Yes, I, I have a time period. Uh, Bravo Team is my sister show to the G.I. Joe team, or maybe brother show, where we look at anything else G.I. Joe related. We'll be back next month to join our friends Finnis and Jeffrey as they leap into, well, the unknown. Until then, remember, may your landings always be soft. And your lights always be green. Always be green.